0: Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce, and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. When did your first six months, like when did that start? Did it start where, when he said that, you know, he wasn't willing to work it out? Because it sounds like it's, it sounds like your six months started before that
1: here's what's like kind of crazy about that. I think it makes perfect sense. You'd say that, but in my mind, even while I'm having like having an affair, or whatever's happening, I had no intention ever of ending the marriage. I had no intention that that was going to change anything, you know, it, and again, call it naive, call it whatever, call it crazy. You know, that's just where, where I was. I, and, 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 you know, again, there's the part of you that's aware of things that clearly was the part of me that was looking outside of the relationship, you know, for happiness and that. But I mean, I truly, I, I was, i mean, I was like delusional, you know, at the time, you know, I wouldn't even label myself that like, seriously, like I just I was so headstrong and so set on that, like, this is just how it is going to be and, you know, whatever that I I really do think that it wasn't a turning point for me until, until that happened. That was the wake up call for me. I was still asleep before that, you know? Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's sometimes hard to see in, in, in retrospect, right. Because we have our own like you know, judgments or opinions are way of like looking back and justifying it. But like, it was such a dividing line for me, my life before that moment, you know, January 5th, 2010, wait, 2011, January 5th, 2011 to the rest of my life. You know, it was like night and day.
0: So walk us through the rebuilding process. Then,
1: what was that like?
0: What was it like to to you know reflect to remember that time that you were in the bathroom to remember when he said to you, you know, this isn't going to work.
1: Well, you know, it started with, um, you know, sobriety from from alcohol. That was the first thing, you know? And I think for me, that was really foundational. Um, You know, it's interesting at this point in time and to this day, I don't even quite know that I would label myself an alcoholic, but, um, and that's a whole other conversation about what that is and what that looks like. But I do think that having the physical, you know, and chemical um, sobriety and awareness was something that was really important for me during that time. So, that to me was like kind of like the bottom line of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, am I a- awake? You know, am I, can I feel this? And the truth is, your first six months of sobriety, you can't really feel much, you know, because, you know, for me, I'd been numbing myself for so long. Um, And particularly in that marriage, you know, I don't know that I really drank very, even very often before then, but um, I started to for sure, you know, once that affair started, especially because, you know, again, it's that process of hiding from myself, you know? And um, so, so that, that sobriety, but also the support of sobriety too, you know, and guess what? Something to focus on. Which I, I started going to, you know, to, to meetings and to different things like that about a month in to, um, this, you know, to, after I stopped drinking, um, and, um, that was huge for so many reasons. It, you know, again, the chemical kind of part of it, of just like being able to kind of feel myself, (laughs) but also the focus in, um, a 12 step program on spirituality, and on, you know, finding a power greater than yourself. And, um, that was probably the number one most important part of my healing process was being able to get outside of my own view of myself because my own view of myself was so just broken, negative, derogatory, just like, like abusive. Like I had like this, like abusive relationship with myself, you know? Um, and I think that was a lot of the reason that I couldn't say anything and I couldn't speak up. And I, that I, that I even put myself in a situation, um, you know, in a relationship in which I didn't feel safe, you know, um, and that, that, that's on me. you know. <laughs> like, that's like, like he did whatever he did. Right. But me putting myself into a dynamic that doesn't feel safe for me to be fully myself, you know, that's only something you do if you don't really have a very high opinion of yourself, I think, you know, because I, I didn't go in blind. Um, and so being able to get outside of that view of myself and eventually really start to see myself from the perspective of a higher power and see myself from a perspective. I mean, not even just a perspective of like your best friend or your mom or something, which is great, but like literally from the perspective of, you know, I'm perfect. I'm perfect. Exactly the way that I am. Like truly unconditional love. Um, which, I mean, you know, they say in 12 step, it's, it's one day at a time. I mean, that is, that is something that I continuously need to come back to over and over again. Cause it's not like it's always there, you know? Um, but that was the biggest factor. The number one factor I would say in my kind of rebuilding process was for me finding kind of a spiritual path.
0: Did you ever discover where you were hiding from? And I say that because you said I was hiding from something and then it was just, you touched on it briefly.
1: You know, at the moment for me, what I feel like I was hiding from like within that experience was just the truth, you know, was the, the truth of, I put myself in this situation yeah. and I don't want to be in this situation anymore you know which in to me feel felt like massive failure major waste of time and energy and and money and people's investment and you know all of that really it actually had a lot more to do for me with everyone other than me and the inconvenience that i put them all through you know, and the money we spent on the wedding and the, you know, all this external stuff, which, like, honestly, like, if I look back, I'm like, none of that stuff even matters, like, nearly as much as my own, like, mental well being and happiness and sanity and all of those things. Right. But that was all I could see at that time, you know, I think was, was that so that I could have been, you know, so stupid, you know, in the way that I might have talked to myself. As to put myself in that situation. I couldn't face that. I couldn't face that, you know, and as hard as I fought to be in that relationship and to be in that marriage, even against some skepticism or straight up someone saying, I don't think this is, you know, this is right for you. And then I was going to be like wrong about that. You know, it was like that, that, that was just where I was at that time. Um, And yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's this idea that I've fallen into many times in the past, that any decision I make has to be permanent, you know, and that, that's just, that, that is the way that it is. Like make a decision. That's just, it has to stay that way, you know, which of course to me now sounds ridiculous. It's like, oh, I can change my mind anytime. That's cool. Like I can do it and I can deal with the consequences and I can flow with it and, you know, whatever that, that looks like, you know, but just wasn't an awareness that I had at that time. It was just, it, it almost to me, I don't want to say it like this because I don't want to like diminish what it was, but it was almost arbitrary who I was, who I was married to or any of that, because in my mind it was like, whatever it is, I can make it work. I can make anything work. Um So yeah, you know, I think I was hiding from what would it take for me to have what I really want? What would it take for me to truly invest my heart and soul and life in somebody? Um, That real risk, you know, of not just taking what's coming my way, but of me saying, this is what I want and being willing to receive that. I just, I don't think I, I think it was just much easier for me to just deal with what was right in front of me or what was coming, what was coming to me, you know, and not have to rock the boat or take any risks or any of that.
0: Did you have to go through it to be able to distinguish it? Like, is that the only way
1: I, I think so, you know, because I just look at all of the relationships that I'd been in prior to that. Right. Which are relationships in which, um, I did whatever I wanted to do. And there were no consequences. There's no consequences. You know, no one was going to stand up to me. No one was gonna, you know, cut, cut me off or, you know, any of that stuff. It was always just, well, it's Okay. Okay. It's, it's okay. Okay. Don't do it again, but it's okay. Oh, you did it again. It's okay. You know, like, like in a lot of ways, not just in the infidelity aspect of it, but like in, even in friendships and stuff where I did things that like, honestly, I look back and I'm just like, Oh my God, I can't believe I did that to that person, you know, but guess what? Like, there's a reason this was a turning point. I mean, this was like a wake up call for me. And this was a major truth telling process. And I really do, and I've said this about that moment, but this that was the moment I started telling the truth. And it was the moment where it wasn't it wasn't just about um, it wasn't just about that. It was about a different kind of life where I told the truth and I faced the consequences because it was just way easier to lie. You know whether it was to myself or others and i did both a lot up until that point
0: this conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable so i'm challenging you share yourself and your story be courageous be vulnerable it makes a difference